Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest team building podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to today's edition of the Team Building Podcast. I am your host, Andy Cuny, and I am very excited today. We have an amazing host. I had the um, I had the pleasure of getting to meet this rock star agent at our Team Building Summit this past summer, um, and her name is Ashley Garcia. Ashley is from the Houston area. How are you doing today, Ashley? I'm so good. The weather is finally working in our favor, so I'll take it. Okay, that was a low blow right off the top because it was uh, 19 degrees yesterday here in Omaha, Nebraska. (laughs) What is it down there in Houston, Ashley? Oh, I think it's probably 60 right now. I mean, it was in the high 40s, but it will be humid and just unbearable by Saturday. So, Okay, I thought you were going to tell me it was going to be a humid 60. And I was like, stop. (laughs) That doesn't (laughs) exist. I just got back. I took the family on a family vacation to Estes Park. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, what was it? 48 degrees at night. We were sleeping with the window open and like three blankets. It was amazing. And then during the day, it was 65, right? So your sweatshirt, shorts, and we hiked every day. It was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Okay. So Ashley, you are from the Houston area, right? And um, first of all, how did you get to find or get, uh, what do I want to say, exposed to like Jeff and ERS and all of that. How did you hear about the summit when you decided to come in the summer? Yeah, so um, I have been listening to the podcast since probably, I don't know, January of this year. And okay. I, the owner of our company is has an insane ability to find the right partners or find the right vendors or new relationships. And so when it was brought to the table, it was like, okay, like this is this is something that we're going to do. And so started listening to the podcast in January, February, and then just decided, all right, we need to get out there. And so attended the summit. It was so eye-opening. It was so fun to meet everybody. And then since then really dove into ERS and it's been a whirlwind, but it's certainly changed how we are doing things around here. So it's been fun. Perfect. So you had a mindset change. No, no, no. I want to back up just a little bit. You say the owner of the company. Are you talking about the brokerage you're at? Yes, that is correct. Wow. So that's, first of all, I'm so happy to hear that you have a broker that's offering and adding value. Right. I know that we on here a lot of times it's always the broker is the one where the most valuable broker is the one who gets out of your way. Right. And we love the fact that you have a broker that is literally playing matchmaker, right? Depending on what their teams or agents need and will and may understand they may not be the source of that value that you need, but they are going to be the source of the source, right? And they are going to put you in front of other people and and make introductions. Okay, that's awesome. I love hearing about brokers doing what brokers should be doing. I love it. Okay. So tell me a little bit about you, Ashley, like how long you've been in real estate. I know you're a team leader. Tell us about the structure of your team, maybe what the Houston market is like, right? So people, because I always, and I don't know if, if, if you're like this, but when I'm listening to podcasts and they're interviewing somebody, if I don't know what market they're in, what average price mm-hmm. point, what type of numbers they're doing, I always am kind of like half listening, right? Because yeah. I don't know how it relates to me. 
Yep. And if I start to hear somebody and I'm like, oh, okay, right? Like this, I could get with this. This is this is like me. And then I start to yeah. lean in and focus. So let's try and narrow that down and tell us a little bit about Houston, your experience, and then what your team looks like. Yeah. Um, so I'll just start with my experience. So I've been in this industry since the day I dropped out of college and said, that's not for me. So oh, four, four years ago, four long years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. Um, I am unfortunately over the age of 30 now. So that is creeping up on me very quickly. So you have plenty uh, of experience. Yeah. So I've been in the industry for 12 years now. It's really, it's the only career that I've had as an adult and I dove into it and it kept me in it. And now it's led to a lot of other really cool things that I'm very excited about. But as far as residential real estate is concerned, um, started out as an assistant to a broker owner for a boutique company here in Houston. And um, just very quickly realized that the talent wasn't being utilized the way that it should. And so there was a lot of toxicity and just, you know, things that were being brought into the workplace that weren't necessarily what I wanted to see out of where my career was going to go. And so um, it was actually at that company that I met the owner of Happen Houston, which is now. And so we linked up about, oh gosh, eight years ago, went through the transition of leaving that small company, going to, you know, one of the big players in the market. And, you know, thought that that was where we were going to really get that support and that guidance and all the things that everybody Mm -hmm. says that they're going to offer you. Sure. And then just ended up doing it all on our own anyway. Um, There was no... Okay, I want to pause you right there. Right? Because you're saying exactly what we believe when people ask about what brokerage should I go to? Because we get that question all the time, right? Like we're a brokerage Sherpa. And -hmm. the two things we tell them, the brokerage that will get out of your way right? Mm-hmm. And the, because you can do everything better and cheaper than they can mm-hmm. on your own, right? And you yeah. have to decide where you want to leverage the brokerage. Yeah. So yeah. I love I love that you brought that point up, but go ahead. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah, we, we found that out the hard way. You know, we had to go through trial and error because as we were in our mid twenties at this point, and you're just trying to find, okay, where is my home going to be? Like, where am I going to mm-hmm. be? grow this business. Um, we actually, at that point, um, Michael, he would always say, I'm never going to have a brokerage. I, I, I don't want anything to do with that. Now is um, Michael the owner? Michael's the owner. Of okay. Houston. Perfect. Yep. Okay. Um, and you know, so we spent our few years there kind of realized, okay, <laughs> this is just <laughs> the same, but bigger. And, um, and so happen Houston was formed in 2018 And so we have a little bit of a unique model. I mean, we're definitely, we're a team ridge, you know, that hybrid word. So we've Mm -hmm. got kind of a founding team, um, which is the Silva and Co team at Happen Houston. And then we also have a path for agents that are wanting to grow their own team. And, you know, if they get to a certain point within our team that they feel like they're ready to go do it on their own, we still have a spot for them at Happen Houston. And we're going to help them on that path. Okay, so can I ask a couple qualifying questions? Because I want to make sure. sure I have the whole picture. Yeah. Is, so it's called Happen Houston is the brokerage, right? Yeah. Right? And uh, Michael's the owner, and right. then you have a uh, you have a you run it like a team ridge. So you have a team there, mm-hmm. and basically you incubate agents, right? And as agents either grow to love being on your on your team with the support and everything else that they receive, yeah. Or if they decide, you know what, 
um, I want to go off and do my own thing, right? They don't have to leave your world entirely. You have created an avenue where they can stay with you, right? Still be within arm's reach, but also spread their own wings and do their own stuff. 100%. Yeah. Love it. So you said if they meet certain requirements, if I heard that right, tell us a little bit about what those types of requirements are. Yeah. So we believe that is if you're new in this industry, it's a must that you get on a team. There's so much that this industry is going to throw at you. There's so much noise that you can get distracted with. And if we would have gone back 10 years ago and done it over again, we would have gotten on a team. So there's just, we place a lot of emphasis on getting your back end organized, getting your systems and your processes and your procedures in place. And if you just go into this venture as an individual agent at any company, not just, you know, not just ours, we're certainly going to give you more support than 99% out there, but you're still just not going to, you're going to take five years to get to a point because you're trying to do it on your own. Whereas if you just get yourself into a good team system, that five years is going to get cut down to about a year and a half, two years where you've learned everything. You really have a good understanding of the systems and the processes and the how to do this industry that you're set up to then go do it on your own. If that's something that you want to do. So it it accelerates your growth being 100%. Yep. And I can hear it right now, right? There are a bunch of agents out there listening to the podcast and they're like, oh no, not every team is the same. And we know that, right? We know because yeah. we've heard horror stories of people joining a team and being like, oh, that wasn't what it was. Yeah. And, that, and the issue with that being is they started a team without knowing how to do it correctly. And they basically just became a mini brokerage, right? Yeah, and a I mini brokerage and they're not mm-hmm. offering that. Yes, go ahead. The word team is thrown around so loosely these days. It's like two agents decide to pair up and call themselves a team. Yes, they want to share cost. That's not a team. (laughs) Exactly. It's not a team in the true sense, right? Right, yeah. Jeff calls, there's the three different types of teams. There are, there's the co-op team where mm-hmm. we're all going to get together. We're rainmakers, right? Well, mm-hmm. rainmakers, right? Depending on how much business they do. But right. we're all going to go together and share costs. Mm-hmm. That's all we're going to do, right? We're just going to share costs yeah. because it's too expensive to do on our own. And it's a co-op yeah. team. Yeah. The next is the, and I, he needs to come up with a better name, but it's the shark and sucker fish, right? <laughs> Where you have a an actual real powerful high producing rainmaker and mm-hmm. then a bunch of agents who decide to follow them and mm-hmm. basically kind of take the scraps that they are too busy mm-hmm. to do, right? Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of value being offered there. But then the sucker fish, God, I hate, I'm going to help him rebrand that. <laughs> right? so, <laughs> we big time rebrand on that. Those agents, right They're but a lot of times they're not looking for more either, right? So it's a perfect symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. Then there's the team that you're talking about. Yep. Right. And that's yeah. the true CEO leaders serve their followers model. And yeah. so a lot of times it, it a team can seem like a horrible idea or they're taking advantage of you if you go if you go into it understanding what type of model you're joining. Right? Sure. And yeah. that is what I think um I want everybody to have that mindset and be like not all teams are created equal. Right. And so I love the fact that you have this uh the team that you guys are running. Of course that's our team of choice. So tell me a little bit you said there are requirements. I'm gonna let you finish that. How many rabbit holes do you think we're going to go down today? But I love, I love that you have, you know, those requirements so that they can branch off if they want to, or if they choose to. But I also want to hear about what, uh, what type of support you're offering them, right? Because you mentioned, we're going to offer more support than 99% people out there. What does that support look like? 
Yeah. So from the team perspective, you know, we really believe that agents should be doing what agents do best, and that's not paperwork. And so the backend support from an administrative standpoint, I think is crucial to offer all agents. Um, and that really is how the industry should be run. I'm a firm believer that this industry should be run in a team structure. Um, you know, I always tell people, if you go to your doctor's office for your son and your pediatrician is the one answering phone calls and filing insurance, that would be a huge red flag. Well, it's the same when you talk about the real estate transaction. If you are responsible for handling someone's likely largest asset, you should not be the quarterback, the running back, the tight end, and trying to be the coach all at the same time. Something's going to get dropped. So we really leverage the skill sets within our organization from an administrative standpoint, a marketing standpoint, to help these agents go do what they do best. But then also coach and train them on what they should be doing to go and generate that business. Um, so once they kind of get their bearings and they're in a really good groove, we don't ever, and this is something that I picked up from you guys. I don't ever want to be the ceiling for anybody at our company. Michael doesn't ever want to be the ceiling for anybody at our company. So we really want to be able to create paths through learning the agent side of the business, then going and doing it on your own. If that's something that you choose, there are agents on our team that don't ever want to leave our team because they value the support and they want to do other things. Um, but then really kind of providing that path for, all right, here's the playbook. Here's how we did it. Here's how you can do it. And then once you are out of production and you've kind of taken a passive seat in your transactions, here's some investment things that we can talk about. Here's some development things that we can talk about. So not just real estate transaction support, but actual wealth building, career building support is what it sounds like to me. Um, for sure. I mean, we want everybody to get out of the job that they have and build a business. So that they uh, you said the magic words. Wealth. That's exactly. awesome. I wish I could have joined your team. <laughs> <laughs> like 14 years ago or whatever it was, right? Right. I wish I could have too. <laughs> I know. We go back and like, oh, it would have been so amazing. But we, we just would have learned faster, right? Mm -hmm. I, one of the best piece of, pieces of advice I got, and it was actually from the broker <clears throat> of the brokerage I was at. It was like a big brokerage with like, I don't know, like 700 agents. And uh, Jeff was recruiting me. And I was like, you know, I'd done like four transactions. I wasn't a, a big fish by any means. But mm -hmm. Jeff was recruiting me and this broker looked at me and says, and she kind of looked around and I think she knew where she was, right? Kind of a thing. And she goes, you're going to be successful at real estate, Andy, but you need to learn as much as you can from as many different people as you can as early as you can. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I'm not telling you to leave. I'm just telling you to think about what I just said. Yeah. And then the next, and I was like, okay. So she literally, to her credit, had my best interest in mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I went to go learn from what ended up being a pretty smart guy, right? Yeah. And Jeff, and that accelerated my business. It sounds like that's exactly what you're doing with your team is not just accelerating their business to benefit you, but accelerating their business so that they can be someone you can partner with. And that is a completely yeah. different mindset. Yeah. I think that actually caring about the people at your company and what their lives look like and what they want them to look like is where so many people could do so much better and see that result in numbers, right? It's like if you yep. actually care, the numbers will follow. So They will. And you know what helps you be freed up to do that is to actually run a team the mm -hmm. way you're supposed to. Because if I'm a co-op team, 
I don't have time to worry about my two partners. I have to eat what I kill, right? Yeah. And I'm constantly focused on doing all of the things, transaction coordination, everything, right? Prospecting all the mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. If I'm a shark sucker fish, I got to sell, right? A hundred units a year. I'm, I'm a shark. That's yeah. all I got to focus on, right? All those things, you have to be on a team that's actually set up structurally so that you can care about those things. Yeah. Right? You can leverage- and That's not an easy transition to make. I mean, going not. from that, um, just kind of like where we are in Houston. I mean, we did we did 200 units last year and there are six of us on the team. I am not nice. in production. Michael is not in production. That is all from our agents. So and, you had four agents that averaged about 50 units each. Uh, well, six agents, not including myself or Michael. So six. Of oh, eight. so six. Okay, got it. Perfect. Exactly. Okay. So exactly. they're averaging 32 units, 33 mm-hmm. units. That's amazing. That, that's really yeah. good numbers. Yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those things like that's where I, God, I valued ERS so much and how to make that transition work and do it the right way because you can't just jump into, I'm going to bring agents onto this team and then, well, what the hell am I going to do with them? How do I actually train them? What should they be doing on a daily basis? Um, and thankfully, Michael found you guys and then <laughs> said, hey, I think you should listen to these people. So then I started listening and then we started implementing. And then it was a very easy transition to get Michael totally out of production. And he hasn't been in production for quite some time. Um, but then also to phase me out of production and get all of the agents doing that production um, you know, by themselves, which has been a really cool thing to be a part of. So can I ask about that transition? Because sure. it's amazing that you have removed yourself from the business. When's the last transaction? When was the last time you worked full in transactions, like doing transactions on a daily basis? Late last year. That's awesome. Okay. So the next thing is now you have to make that trans because it's not like you all of a sudden have 40 to 60 hours a week of nothing, right? Mm-hmm. It, you're probably even busier if we want to be truthful about it. And, and uh-huh. I see you shaking your head. Yes, like, uh-huh. But the difference <laughs> is you're working on your business instead of in it now, right? And you're showing the others how to do so. You're actually, uh, what is it? Practicing what you preach, yep. right? Showing them how important that is. And yeah. you, you've just replaced your dollar per hour activities, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of the transaction and prospecting and those things, it's now coaching, training, recruiting, right? Yep. Wealth building, yep. those types of things. And your dollar per hour has probably shot up tremendously because of that. Yeah. But that's hard being... When you're your own boss, right? A lot of real estate agents, when they become their own boss, they do it, right? They get into real estate to become their own boss mm-hmm. and they can control their schedule. But then that usually uh-huh. dampers, right? That usually dampers. They don't control their own schedule. They just allow their clients to control their own schedule. Right. But, and that dampens their income producing it, you know, mm-hmm. possibilities because they're like, oh, right. That's all they do. And then now you can really start to choose how you spend your time because you know what your time is worth. Yeah. Stepping out of the production. Yeah. So um, one thing you mentioned earlier, that's awesome. And that's a really hard and that's where a lot because it's all new. Have you ever read the book uh, Five Levels of Management? I have not, but I have heard it talked about a lot. Ah, okay. So it was one of those, yeah. And so I'm, I'm such, I'm, yeah, it's horrible. So like, I'm, I'm sure people get tired of hearing about it because every time I read a new book, I'm like, oh my God, you guys. So, but, so I read this book probably about six to eight months ago. And um, it talks about when you are a real estate agent, right? you are a level four or five manager, mm-hmm. right? And that's like, they know you, they like you, they trust you, they take your influence, like all that stuff with your clients, 
Mm-hmm. Now, when you step out of the business and you start creating, even when you're still in the business, but you start creating a team, you start back over as the level one manager with those agents. Mm-hmm. But you act as if you're a level five manager with those agents. They should trust me because of what I've done. Yeah. But you have to build that. And that's where a lot of people who make the transition that you've made successfully falter. Does that make you think of, oh, I could see that? Like looking back on it, you're like, you know what? I had to really change my mindset. And and all of these agents that I was bringing on the team earn, like almost re-earn their trust. Does yeah. that make sense? A hundred percent. And I think it's so important to, you know, when you when you think about oh, I want to start a team because I want out. I'm done with transactions, like, but I still I still need this income. So how am I going to do this? That's, yep. I think, something that every heavy producer thinks about. It's, God, how do I not go to dinner and be on my phone the whole time or working the deal? And it's like, okay, well, you can either just give it all up or you can grow a team. And, you know, the the best thing that we could have done, which we did do and made the transition a lot easier was we worked feverishly on the back end of how this team was going to be run, what meetings were going to be occurring at what frequency, how were those meetings going to be run? You know, when you say we're going to have a weekly one-on-one accountability meeting, what are we looking at during that meeting? How are we providing value to that agent? And so before we scaled it too big, too quickly, we got everything in place in order to be able to scale it so that it didn't feel like this overwhelming task to try and build the systems and build the processes and the procedures and the how while also trying to bring in as many agents as possible. So it's really been kind of our our MO over the last 12 years is we've been extremely tight on the backend systems to make sure that when we do go and start a new venture, whether it was our construction company or our investment firm, we spend the right amount of time getting the backend system straight before we just go gangbuster on recruitment yep. or any type of scaling. It sounds to me, the word that I, that kept popping up in my head as you were saying that was, uh, you were being intentional about what you were doing, right? Harry. It was not just, uh, hey, yep, this is what we're supposed to do. I read a manual, right? This is what we're going to do. And you were being very intentional <laughs> and consistent mm-hmm. with what you were doing so that as you built it, you knew it would be rock solid. Yep. What, what, when I hear you talk about your team, it reminds us of our team, Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group, back in like 2013, 14. We had uh, well, about 13. We had about six, seven agents, right? And we were doing all of these things. And I remember talking to Jeff and having a conversation. I said, if you can't be successful in this environment and on our team, you probably shouldn't be in real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's just not the best use of your time. Mm-hmm. And this that's what I think of when I hear you talk about your team. If yep. you can't be successful there with all of the support training, just the environment of um, of uh, ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And And support that is there, you may not be, maybe you shouldn't be in real estate, right? And I love that because that's like, it. it's a no-brainer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if I lived in Houston, I would be like, so Ashley, where's your office? <laughs> right? I would like <laughs> to come be around. Even if, it's a, even if it's a place where I don't need all the support that you have. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have my own transaction coordination team and may, or, or person, and maybe I already do my own lead gen. I don't need all of that kind of stuff. And, and all of those things, and I've already spread my wings. 
I come to you and be in your team ridge, maybe not on your team, but at your brokerage because of the, the way you guys think, right? How progressive you are and just the environment, right? The big thinking environment. Because I tell you what, if I hang out with agents, I'm going to get really good at selling houses. If I hang out with wealth builders, what do you think I'm going to get good at? And that to me sounds like what you are. And that's the next step. So so for those agents, especially in the Houston area, who Mm -hmm. are sitting there and they're like, I'm going to be selling houses till I'm 70. And I don't know what my exit plan is, right? Surround yourself, which is what we love to do with this podcast is surround ourselves with really smart people right? Yeah. We're doing really cool things so we can all learn. Jeff and I always talk, our favorite thing about this podcast is we get to sit and listen to really smart people yeah. and, and talk about awesome things that they're doing. And we don't even have to leave Omaha anymore, right? <laughs> so uh, so that's, if, if I'm that, I want to surround myself with those types of people. And so yeah. what you have built sounds really, really impressive. Thank you. That's, um, we've worked hard for it. And we say the same thing all the time. You are a product of your environment. So surround yourself by people that are doing things that you want to do, not just professionally, but also personally. I think that this industry can get so muddy with, um, you know, especially just what we've experienced over the last two years with the volume of business that everybody was managing and Mm -hmm. how that can start to affect people's home life and that relationship with their spouse or that relationship with their children or even that relationship with themselves. And I think above the professional accolades that we could say that we've earned as this boutique brokerage in Houston. Mm -hmm. What I'm really most proud about is that every single one of us has an amazing relationship with our spouse. And every single one of us has an amazing relationship with our kids if we have children. And a lot of us do. But we're also so big on supporting everybody here to be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be. So we have book club once a month. And so we'll do something like an atomic habits, I think is the book um, right now. And, and just really um, taking it, taking a more human aspect to the business, again, actually caring about the people that are here. I always say when I'm talking to agents that are interested in, you know, joining happen, whether that's on the team, or they are the agent that is producing and they're like, Hey, I'm burnt out. I don't know how to do this anymore. I need the support, but my brokerage isn't giving me the playbook on how I take this from, you know, what I'm doing now to building a team. Cause you hear that all the time. Oh, it's yeah. just, just do more production. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going to yourself out. out and then hand it off. <laughs> yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but I always tell people you can make six figures anywhere in this city. You can go to any company in the city and make six figures if you have it within yourself. But where do you want to be making that money? Who do you want to be surrounded by when you're making that money? And then are you being provided opportunities to put that money to work to build true wealth? The transactions in this, in this, um, in this industry are great, but they should just be used as a vehicle to get to the true wealth building. Absolutely. I couldn't say it any better than that. That was perfect. You absolutely, but they have mic drop. Yes. (laughs) But they are not using those transactions because nobody's teaching them to do so. Mm -hmm. They are teaching, hey, you know what you use that transaction to do to sustain yourself for another 30 days so you can go get more. Like, and it's just churn and burn, right? Which what a lot of team leaders do with agents, right? Oh, we have turnover because we just go through agents and we spit them out, right? And all they are is 
guess what? I'm on my brokerage's hamster wheel. So what am I going to do? I'm going to do what I was taught by my brokerage. And I'm going to create a smaller hamster wheel. Yeah. And then I'm going to put agents on them. And it's so frustrating, uh-huh. right? Because they, yeah. be, they could be spending their time. A lot of time when we have those agents who come in and say, I want to learn, we have agents now who they get to that six figures, you know, they make 100, 200, 300,000. Their mm-hmm. goal isn't to make 400,000. Their Mm-mm. goal is to do that, but do it in 30 hours a week instead of 50, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Start to buy back time. People always ask, they're like, what's one of your greatest accomplishments? You know what I mean? Business-wise, like when we'll have side conversations when we're at an event. And I'll say, you know what? The fact that I've been able to increase my wealth year after year through opportunities mm-hmm. while accommodating my schedule to where I take my kids to school every morning. Yeah. I pick them up every afternoon. I coach the softball team. I, you know what I mean? I yeah. get to do, I have date night every Wednesday with my wife. I get to do all of those things while still pushing my career forward. Yep. And to some agents that are listening to this right now, Ashley, that sounds so foreign and not even possible to them. Yeah. And that's what you're doing right now for those agents that are on your team and the agents that are at your brokerage. Yeah. It's almost a joke, right? Like, oh, I'm typical real estate agent at the dinner table with their phone. And it's mm-hmm. like, but it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And if you have the right support system and you have the right structure, you know, unfortunately, this industry, you don't get handed a playbook when you graduate from real estate school on, hey, here's exactly <laughs> how you're going to be successful in this career and also still have a good home life. No one right. tells you that. And Nobody. most brokerages out there, from what we've found, I mean, we've been through the small boutique, we've mm-hmm. gone to the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And it's all the same. Hey, do more production. Here's our luxury affiliation that's going to help you do that. Here's our yes. international network. It's all bullshit. Yes. I, I instead of people that. saying, I want <laughs> I want you to double your, do you want to double your business? I want to hear who's the person saying, do you want to work half the amount of time, but right. keep the same income? Do you want to work the same amount of time, but create more opportunities? Like everybody always just says, do you just want to make more? Why do they want you to right. make more? Because it makes them more. Yeah. Right? But the and thing that, is, is that they can't even really tell you how to make more. Oh, no, they can't <laughs> work harder. You know what? You work right. 40 hours, work 80 hours this time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're well, not going to worry assistant. about it. We're going to give you a salary for an assistant. Yeah. Hope you know what to do with them. Exactly. I don't even know what, the, what I'm supposed to have the assistant do. <laughs> right. And then they always end. It's weird. They always end up making less money and they working. more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's another rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> so, Ashley, so if I am somewhere. Um, if I'm, whether I'm in the Houston area and I'm just like, you know what, I want to check this, this woman out. She seems to know what she's talking about. She sounds really smart. I just want her in my world. Or if I'm across the country and I'm like, that's somebody who I want to have a 15 minute phone call with, right. Just to pick their brain. Um, how would they get a hold of you? The best way to get in touch is just shoot me an email, Ashley, A-S-H-L-I at happenhouston.com. At happenhouston.com. Perfect. Um, I'm so excited uh, that um, uh, one thing I did want to mention here is is when you talked about your your team and there's like uh, and you don't want to become the ceiling for them. Mm-hmm. I feel like on a team, your job is to make sure that you create an amazingly high floor, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can be successful here, but mm-hmm. then you allow them to step to the side in your brokerage where the ceiling just shoots straight up. And I, and I, and that's what I think a problem is with a lot of teams is they are so focused on that floor that they don't even pay attention to the ceiling. 
right? And they're like, I will make sure you can do at least 15 transactions. Great, but can you help me grow this into a real business so that I can leverage all those other things? No, I can help you do 15 <laughs> transactions a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's absolutely okay. But it seems to me like you have created an environment where you can do both. And I think that's the biggest value piece um, that any team, right, can offer yep. right now. So perfect. Um, I do want to let everybody know, um, please, if you ever are interested in checking out ERS coaching, um, go ahead and um, reach out. You can schedule a call with Jeff Cohn. He'll love that. I'll say this. The man, the myth, the legend, right? Himself at growwithers.com. Um, we are, and you're going to be seeing, if you are an ERS member, you'll be seeing some um, information coming out. We are getting ready to launch some, we have some really big, exciting things coming up, but we've always been teaching people what to do. And then it was the, well, that's great, but will you show me how to do it? And that's where the coaching came from. And then it was, that's great. Can you hold us accountable? Right. So we started having some, a little more one-on-one activities. And then now it's, well, that's great. Can you just come help me do it? And so we have been partnering, um, you know, here in Nebraska, we have our own mortgage, title insurance, lead gen, all the stuff. We are now in a position where we're going to reach out and say, you know what? We've shown you and we've told you how to do all these things. We're at the position now where we can just partner with you and do it, right? And and not just, hey, we're going to give you money and we're going to ask for referral fees. It's literally going to be a partnership where you get ownership in all of those ancillary businesses in your market. So we're really excited about that. If you have any questions about that, go ahead and reach out to Jeff at growwithers.com. And I will get in trouble if I don't mention, please, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, what's another one, Ashley? Spotify. Spotify, right? Google Podcasts, which Jeff makes fun of me because that's where I get mine. Anywhere you go, go ahead and please give us a five-star review. Um, we would absolutely love it. It will drive Jeff crazy, especially if this one gets an amazing rating. <laughs> Because it'll be like, wait a minute, that wasn't one of mine. Or he might just take credit for it. It's totally cool there too. So, uh, so, uh, but go ahead, guys. We really appreciate you guys. Um, go ahead. And uh, if you uh, are a fan of the podcast, go ahead and give us a five-star review. Ashley, thank you so much for your time. I feel honored and very lucky to have this time with you today. It was really, really informative. And I loved hearing about all your success because I can tell you and your partners have put in a lot of really hard work. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of y'all's world because you're a big contributor to it. So, oh, there it was the y'all. You're from Texas. Y'all is born and raised. I love it. All right. That's awesome. Ashley, thank you so much. And everybody, we will see you next time on the Team Building Podcast.